Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of The Informed Catholic. My name is Ned Jabbar. This is going to be episode 136 of The Informed Catholic. And I like to continue um, the, um, you know, talking about the RNC. So um, the subject here is going to be Kayla Mueller, uh, the young martyr. Uh, her parents were at the RNC. They they talked about their daughter, who was a humanitarian. She worked as a humanitarian Um she got caught uh, on the borders between uh, Turkey and um, Syria and uh, captured by ISIS. And uh, she was held captive by uh, Abu Baghdadi, the leader of ISIS. Um, he was finally uh, caught. He died, committed suicide, I believe. He was an Islamic fundamentalist. And he held uh, Kayla Mueller hostage, tortured her, and repeatedly um, raped her, uh, which is a difficult subject matter to talk about. You know, you don't want to talk about anyone's torture. It's very difficult. And also, uh, it broke my heart because they never they never got a chance to bury their daughter. Uh, it's just tragic, a tragic thing, especially how the Obama administration treated that family. Um, just, you know, they didn't, they didn't get a word from Obama. They didn't get a word from Biden. Um, basically the liberal media just wanted them to go away. Um, um, but, um, President Trump chose a different path, um, a different way of approaching the presidency, which, um, uh, we're, I'm thankful, you know, they like to say that he did not fit in. Uh, into the role of president. I think, um, you know, it doesn't come with a handbook, people. I think he's I think he's fitting in quite well. You know, he has his own style of speaking. They don't like the way his manners, the way he um, conducts himself. You know what? Who cares? Who cares? Um, I think, you know, the elite love to write the rules and they love to uh, set the standards to their own benefit. Who cares? Um, finally, a president who puts America first and finally a president who put people first. And in this case, this family deserved <clears throat> to be put first. Um, they have a right to be heard. And their daughter's memory should be constantly remembered. It should be honored. All right. This is from ABC News. I very rarely ever do uh, secular media. And before I go further, I like to play a clip of the parents because I really believe they should be heard. So let's uh, hold on. Marsha Mueller. This is my My name is Marcia Mueller. This is my husband, Carl. Our daughter, Kayla, was taken as a hostage and murdered by ISIS. From a young age, Kayla was amazing. She taught herself languages, how to write music, how to play guitar. She worked with troubled youth, military veterans, and Native Americans. 
Everywhere Kayla went, people smiled. Kayla had a gift to be able to see the world through someone else's eyes. She became a humanitarian aid worker, and when she was helping children at an orphanage in India, Kayla wrote, I find God in the suffering eyes reflected in mine. If this is how you are revealed to me, this is how I will forever seek you. She went to Turkey to help Syrian refugees in 2012. In August 2013, she was asked by another aid worker to cross the border into Syria to help at a hospital. On August 4, 2013, ISIS terrorists stopped her vehicle and took her captive. Kayla was mostly held in a 12 by 12 cell in solitary confinement. It was cold and dirty. ISIS terrorists shined bright lights in her face. They shaved her head. They beat her and tortured her. The leader of ISIS, Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi, raped her repeatedly. For 18 months, she endured. And we endured an agonizing back and forth between us, the Obama administration, and ISIS. We put all our faith in the government, but the government let us down. President Obama refused to meet with us until ISIS had already beheaded other Americans. To this day, we've never heard from Joe Biden. Instead, the Obama administration had hid behind policy so much that we felt hopeless when they kept us from negotiating to save Kayla's life. The administration showed more concern for the terrorists in Guantanamo than the American hostages in Syria. The military prepared a rescue mission, but the White House delayed it. By the time it went forward, Kayla had been moved to another location. After 18 months of brutal torture, we learned from ISIS that Kayla had been killed. The Obama administration kept telling us they were doing everything they could, but their version of everything wasn't enough. What a difference a president makes. Under President Trump, U.S. Army Special Operators conducted a raid on al-Baghdadi's compound. After we learned that al-Baghdadi was killed, we learned something else. The operators named themselves Task Force 814 after August 14th, Kayla's birthday. And the mission was named Operation Kayla Mueller. To those soldiers, thank you. Kayla was looking down on you. The Trump team gave us empathy we never received from the Obama administration. The Obama administration said it was doing everything it could. The Trump administration is. Let me just say this. Kayla should be here. If Donald Trump had been president when Kayla was captured, she would be here today. When Kayla was, was a hostage, I'd go outside at night and look at the moon. I'd look at the moon and I'd promise her I'd do everything I could to get her home. Now when I see the moon, I'm reminded of my promise to her I couldn't keep. All Kayla wanted was to make it home. We are still working to find her and God willing, we will bring her home. Kayla was born a miracle. We were told we would never have a second child. But God gave us Kayla, and she gave herself to the world. Eight months into Kayla's captivity, another hostage was able to smuggle out a letter Kayla had written. 
As we read it, we could see that God was holding her in his arms. In her words, she felt tenderly cradled in freefall. She also wrote, I have been shown in darkness light and have learned that even in prison one can be free. I am grateful. I have had many hours to think how only in your absence have I finally at 25 years old come to realize your place in my life. None of us could have known it would be this long, but no, I am also fighting for my side in the ways I am able, and I have a lot of fight left inside of me. I am not breaking down, and I will not give in, no matter how long it takes. Kayla taught me so many things as her mom. She's still teaching us. Carl and I support Donald Trump because of his commitment to make and keep America great, not with the power of the government, but with the passion of people like Kayla, Americans who even in the darkest days always have more fight left inside of them, Americans who don't just talk, they act. That was our daughter. That's President Trump. As long as we stay strong like Kayla, as long as we refuse to break, we will be great. Thank you. Well, it um, it really tears you up. I mean, it it really touches you and it breaks your heart. So, uh, here's an interesting question. I mean, looking at sorry, car outside. Uh, looking at the, the the story, you would think this is something that the left would want, but. No, it goes against their narrative. I don't know what it is. Is it because she's a Christian? Is it because the girl was a devout Christian? Was it because her parents? Is it because she's white? That she doesn't fit the narrative? I don't know. It's difficult. It's difficult to, to understand. I was listening to, um, you know, the Taylor Marshall as they were, he was talking to a, a guest about the whole RNC, the Republican National Convention, and Trump. And, you know, I brought up in another podcast about um, Sister Deidre, the um, combat nurse, medical nurse, nun. And, you know, how this, um, this priest, this, uh, you know, Friar Meyer, uh, Franciscan, uh, compared her to a uh, Nazi photo of a nun giving the salute to the Zieg Heil. And the guest said that the, the left always likes to use old battles, uh, old battles from the past. And if it doesn't fit their narrative, then they'll create an imaginary battle for themselves. Um, the human individual is not what the left cares about. You know, I mean, think about it. You're talking about a group of people that, that will say that uh, if you are pro-life, then you are racist. Because the fact that you are pro-life means that you want people of color, people of minorities to live in poverty. So their answer is, Kill the babies so that the minorities may not live in poverty. 
But my my theme is I don't think they want to solve any of this. I don't think they they have the, any intention of solving racism, whatever the systematic racism. I don't think they have an intention to solve um, poverty. I don't think they have an intention to solve um, any form of injustice because to them, that's their bread and butter. After all, Reverend Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton, you get rid of systematic racism, you get rid of uh, any injustice, that's the end of their bread and butter. Okay, uh, you heard the parents. Uh, so now let's look at this article here from ABC News. Um, it's by um, Meredith Delcio, Delcio, Delso, Delcio, I think it is. Parents of slain ISIS hostage Kayla Mueller honor, honor daughter with a moving address at RNC, ABC News. The, the humanitarian worker was tortured and killed by ISIS over 18 months. Um, the parents of Kayla Mueller, a humanitarian worker, was held captive, tortured, killed by ISIS, honored their daughter at the Republican National Convention with a moving testimonial that called on Americans to stay strong like Kayla. Kayla Mueller was 26 years old and was on a humanitarian mission in Turkey on August 3rd, 2013, when ISIS kidnapped her after crossing the Syrian border to visit a hospital. A hospital. In February 2015, the U.S. officials confirmed that she had died while in ISIS custody, but her body was never recovered. Wow. Everywhere Kayla went, people smiled, her mother, Marsha Mueller, said Thursday night. During a recorded segment, Kayla had a gift to be able to see the world through someone else's eyes. Her father, Carl Mueller, recounted the conditions she faced while held hostage by ISIS, living, living in solitary confinement, tortured and raped repeatedly by Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi, the leader of ISIS. For 18 months she endured, Carl Mueller said, and we endured an agonizing back and forth between us and the Obama administration and ISIS. We put all our faith in the government, but he said our government let us down. I'm really surprised ABC is doing this, this article. Really amazed. Carl Mueller charged that the Obama administration hid behind policy so much that we felt helpless when they kept us from negotiating to save Kayla's life. He said they have not heard from Democratic presidential nominee and then Vice President Joe Biden. Biden did not memorialize Mueller after her death was announced on February 2015, writing on Twitter, deeply moved by the life of Kayla Miller, our nation is stronger than any enemy can understand. President Barack Obama told BuzzFeed in 2015, his administration devoted numerous resources to rescuing Mueller, some detailed by Arizona Rep 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 Representative Paul Gosser in an interview with the Arizona Republic when she was pronounced dead. When President Donald Trump announced the death of al-Baghdadi al in 2019 following a military raid in Syria, he mentioned Mueller by name, calling her a beautiful young woman who died while trying to help people. Carl Mueller said they named the mission Operation Kayla Mueller, and the operators 
called themselves Task Force 814 after her birthday, August 14. The Trump team gave us empathy we never received from the Obama administration, Carmilla said. The Obama administration said it was doing everything it could. The Trump administration actually is doing it. Let me just say this. Kayla should be here, he continued. If Donald Trump had been president when Kayla was captured, she would be here today. Marsha Mueller shared a letter from her daughter that another hostage smuggled out, part of which said, I am not breaking down and I will not give, give in no matter how long it takes. Kayla taught me so many things as her mom, Marsha Mueller said. She's, she's still teaching us today. Wow. That's really tough. I mean, it's pretty much what you heard in the audio. Um, it's really heartbreaking. It really is. Uh, but there's something else here, which um, I want to go back here to this article. Let me click onto this. Let me see if I can get something here. Wow. It's just too much. Unbelievable. Ah, oh, here's another article. Family of slain ISIS hostage, Kayla Mueller says they secretly met with her captors in Iraq. Kayla Mueller, a humanitarian worker, was tortured and killed by ISIS. And let me put, uh, see if I can get this uh, audio here. Let's see. Well, unfortunately, I don't think I can get it. And besides that, they'll be playing too many commercials. Well, this article is by Karma Allen. Uh, family of slain ISIS hostage Kyla Mueller says they secretly met with her captors in Iraq. The family of um, Kayla Mueller, a humanitarian worker from Arizona who was held captive, tortured and killed by ISIS, said... It brought them great solace to know that the U.S. military operation that ended with the death of the terrorist group's leader had been dedicated to her. President Donald Trump announced the death of the ISIS leader and founder Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi in a Sunday morning address that mentioned Mueller by name, calling her a beautiful young woman who died while trying to help people. We just learned that the whole thing was dedicated to Kayla thanks to General Mark Milley, and it's very touching. Her father, Carl Mueller, told ABC News on Sunday, President Trump mentioned her today in his statement, and he mentioned that he does that 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 he deserved. I'm sorry, that he deserved what he got. That's Abu Bakr Baghdadi for what they what he did to Kayla. She's not forgotten, and that's important. Kayla Mueller was 26, and was on a humanitarian mission in Turkey on August 3rd, 2013. When ISIS um, kidnapped her after crossing the Syrian border to visit a hospital in February 2015, U.S. officials confirmed that she had died while in ISIS custody, but her body was never recovered and is still not recovered to this day. Sitting beside his wife, Marsha Mueller, in an emotional interview at their home in Arizona, Carl Mueller also re uh, revealed that the couple once traveled to Erbil for a face-to-face -face meeting with Um, uh, um Sayef, wife to ISIS militant Abu, uh, Abu, um, I'm sorry, Abu Sayef, 
Delta Force killed Abu Sayyaf on May, May 2015 and captured Um Sayyaf, the, the wife, who previously held Kayla Mueller captive in their home for al-Baghdadi to sexually assault. Unbelievable. Carl Mueller said that they, they went against the advice of the FBI over the summer to find out what may have happened to their daughter, the daughter's remains or if she could still be alive. When we talked to Um Sayyaf, we found we got more information out of her. Not just us, the people backing, uh, backing us. They got information from her that neither the Kurds nor the U.S. government had got in two days that we were there. Carmel said it's, it makes a big difference when you're talking to these people with a humanitarian attitude. We don't care what you did, what you've done. We just want to know what you know about our daughter so we can bring her home. Through the meeting with Sayaf and others who had contact with Kyla Mueller, they said they learned that she was held in Saudi confinement, tortured and raped by al-Baghdadi. We learned from a women that were ransomed out of their government that she, that she said she was held in many cold, dark places. She was raped by al-Baghdadi. We know, we know that to be a fact, Carmel said. We, she was murdered by him or someone in his organization. That's what we were pursuing. And that's what we hope that President Trump will help us with. The couple said they had filed a request under the Freedom of Information Act to get uh, to gather more information about how she may have died. They request, the requests were denied and they're considering taking legal action to receive documents related to her death. My only real goal is to be, bring Kayla home back to Arizona where she grew up and was born. So that's what we're trying to do. Marshall Mueller told ABC News in his public address on Sunday, Trump said U.S. Special Operations Forces targeted al-Baghdadi in a nighttime raid in Syria on Saturday. The troops were eventually cornered him and the three young children that he had taken captive. Realizing there was no way out, he detonated a suicide bomb inside of a dead-end tunnel, killing himself and the three children. He was sick and depraved man, and now he's gone. Baghdadi was vicious, violent. He died in a vicious, violent way as a coward running and crying, Trump said Sunday. He also noted that al-Baghdadi had committed especially heinous murders of innocent Americans in addition to Kayla Mueller, including freelance journalist James Fall uh, Folly and Stephen uh, Satliff and humanitarian worker Peter Kasich. Think of the things he did to Kayla. What he did to her was incredible, Trump said Sunday. He kept her in captivity for a long period of time. He kept her in captivity his his own personal captivity. She was a beautiful woman, beautiful young woman, help people. She was there to help people. And he saw her and he thought she was beautiful and he brought her into captivity for a long period of time. Then he killed her. He was an animal and he was gutless animal, he added. That's unbelievable. I mean, you know, it's, you know, it's, you know, it, it, you know, it's it's you know, it, it makes you sick when you realize that these, you know, some of these politicians that the problem is, it that they were, 
their career. They're career politicians. The Obamas, they're that. They're career politicians. You know, I mean, look at him today. He has a he rides on a yacht with that guy from uh, who owned Virgin Records, Virgin Megastore, and has Virgin Airlines, and he's kite flying, uh, crying out loud. He owns now three or four houses. I mean, it seems like they go in with nothing and they come out fully rich and they and and they're completely untouchable. I mean, to them, the government is just their business. Now, of course, he can write a book. Michelle's on every cover. She has her own podcast, by the way, uh, if you're interested. Uh, I'm not. But the fact remains is look where they are and look, look how, you know, look how powerful they are. The Clintons have gotten rich with the pay to play. You know, they lined up people when she was secretary of state. They made promises to all these government officials what they'll do for them if they pay up first. Well, I'm glad these people got a chance to stand up and to remind the world about their daughter. And I'm glad that they got the justice. But the only thing is, is that they haven't gotten their daughter's remains back so they can give her a proper funeral so they can properly mourn. And I hope, I hope there's a chance one day they'll find it. It's heartbreaking and very, very sad. I mean, it's unbelievable. You know, government you know, shouldn't be cold. Government should be run by people, real people, and they should remember real people like the Mueller's. They should remember real people, you know, and everyone has a right to participate in a government, whether you are uh, a, a Christian or a Jew, a Protestant, Catholic, even Muslim, yes, and and everyone, or even a Hindu. The government is made by people. Why should we all hide, you know, and 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 not have, you know be afraid to be who we are? You know, we pay taxes, we participate in the military. Why should we put aside our faith? Why should we put aside who we are? And we, and our job should be should be basically to to protect and defend decency, decency, not not in not, not immorality, which the Democrats seem to be so much obsessed with, is immorality, sexual immorality, depravity, and not decency. Anyway, it's let's say a quick prayer and let's say a prayer for the family. Let's hopefully maybe that they can one day uh, find the remains of their daughter and give her a proper funeral. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. Amen. Heavenly Father, bring peace to the Miller family and Hopefully they will be able to give their daughter a proper funeral. We pray for their peace and well-being. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. God bless, folks. And um, please uh, share and subscribe uh, this podcast.
Um, you know, I know it's, I just do a lot of commentary on readings, um, you know, articles, but I know a lot of people don't have time for this stuff, but I guess hearing another voice, um, I guess helps, um, makes maybe the information more easier to remember, I guess. That's what I was told by somebody. I hope that's true. Um, share and subscribe and um, help other people. I know that I'm getting quite a few listeners on Apple Podcast and Overcast and everything, and I think that's great. Uh, Google Podcasts as well. Um, let's just, uh, you know, let's pray that this election goes well and we get four more years and... Uh, Let's also be always get your information, get information and compare information. Don't just settle for news that uh, confirm, confirms whatever, you know, prejudices. Look at information and talk to people. I know it's not easy. But anyway, folks, uh, God bless. And I really have to stop these uh, these bells going off on my phone. Anyway, God bless.